This podcast is brought to you by Ferma the Movie, opening in theaters nationwide on August 14th. Hello, my name is David Carollo. I am the executive director of the World Apostle of Fatima, Our Lady's Blue Army. And uh, today we are celebrating a very special feast in the church. It is the Feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Um, Our Lady of Mount Carmel is very special to Fatima because of her connections um, in, in, at the apparitions of Fatima, at the, um, the final apparition, the day of the miracle of the sun in October 13th, on October 13th of 1917. And the Carmelite spirituality uh, also has a, a great connection with our apostolate, the world apostolate of Fatima, the Blue Army, which of course was founded by Mr. John Hafford. And prior to his founding with Monsignor Colgan of the apostolate, um, he was a Carmelite seminarian and the publisher of a Carmelite um, uh, magazine. Uh, Barb Ernster is with me here today. Barb, uh, great to have you with to discuss this rather special feast day in the church. Yeah, I'm glad to be here with you today, Dave. I'm, I have a real strong affinity to Our Lady of Mount Carmel. I remember as a young child praying to her. There was a favorite prayer. I think she was. it was a prayer that was uh, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, a little flower. I just remember the prayer, and it was a prayer that was never found to fail, and I just love that right. kind of prayer. So I did pray that right. often, and then as I got older, I was uh, spiritually directed in the Carmelite way, and so I learned a lot about the way of yeah. the Carmelites, and it's a, it yeah. is definitely connected to Our Lady of Fatima and our devotions that we practice in the Fatima message. Yeah, it truly is, and I know that Mr. Hafford, again, as I said, who was a Carmelite seminarian prior uh, to choosing to lay life, but he became a promoter and a, a publisher of, of the um, Carmelite magazine. Uh, he found great connection with Fatima. He always knew about Fatima, and I think that's probably his Carmelite spirituality is what brought him to uh, Fatima. But uh, he was instrumental in, in many things related to the Carmelite order. Um, I know in the 40s, he went to uh, Aylesford, and I know there's, um, there is some controversy as to whether or not the, uh, the apparition to St. Simon Stock occurred in Aylesford or, or somewhere else. Uh, we've always assumed it was Aylesford, and I've always venerated it as such. And I do know that Mr. Hafford went there in the 40s and helped to return that property to the church, a property that was taken during the dissolution, uh, was in the, some in the hands of a titled family, and, um, and, and they were able to bring it back to the Carmelite order. Um, I've done a good number of pilgrimages there, bringing groups and visiting myself, and always found it to be a, a nice, a, a beautiful area south and east of London uh, in Kent, uh, an area of London, an area of England. I, I, I've always enjoyed being in England, and I say England, they say Great Britain, but it truly is truly English. I mean, that country is the English countryside down there, and um, uh, they have just beautiful buildings. I recommend anybody, if they have a chance to visit the uh, shrine at Aylesford, they should. Uh, but but it's getting very special because the uh, that is they say is where Saint Simon Stock received the brown scapular, mm-hmm. and that's a big part of our our spirituality as members of the Blue Army of Our Lady's uh, Our Lady's Blue Army, the World Apostle of Fatima. Uh, Sister Lucia had many interesting things to say about it. Maybe you want to talk about that, Sister Lucia's view of the scapular, and how she felt it was very important. Well, the reason that it's so tied to Fatima, as you mentioned earlier, is that final apparition on October 13th, as the children were seeing the great, or as the crowds were seeing the great miracle, the three children were seeing different visions, including of the Holy Family and St. Joseph with the child Jesus. And then they saw Our Lady of Mount Carmel, and she was holding a brown scapular. I have one right here. And this is the, uh, it's called the uh, scapular of the, the Carmelites. 
And Lucia always, because of that vision, always said that the brown scapular is part of the devotion of Fatima. And the devotion would be that you wear the brown scapular as a sign of your entrustment to Our Lady, to her Immaculate Heart. And you know, as, as you know, her mission was to spread devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And so when we wear the brown scapular, we're taking on almost the spirituality of the Carmelites as well to, um, maybe you can talk more about that, but to seek and and seek the Lord and in, in, in meditation and to be always trust entrusting yourself to Our Lady um, because we believe that she's going to help us through all of these difficult times. Yeah, yeah, very, very true. And and though and there there are many uh, stories of people who have been preserved from horrible things while wearing a brown scapular. Mm -hmm. um, I, I am a late Carmelite, so I do have a, a, a history. Not that I'm reactive with them, but I do have a history with the Carmelite Order, mm -hmm. and it's been part of even my family for many years. But uh, I think most of the members of Blue Army from Chicago, where I where I'm I come from, of course, and and my my Fatima spirituality was always tied with Carmelite spirituality, mm -hmm. and we had uh, always had Carmelite priests that were very involved in the work uh, of Fatima, because they obviously felt it was a uh, it was very it was it was a necessary thing. It was very symmetrical. And so we um, um, just have always have always leaned to the Carmelites. You know, Carmelite spirituality, uh, the Carmelites exist, their, their existence precedes Christianity. Mm -hmm. So they have been on Mount Carmel. If you go to Haifa in northern Israel, of course, there's the Stella Maris Chapel, the Cave of Elijah, um, a beautiful place. We, we often start our pilgrimages or, or the first day or two of our pilgrimages. We visit there and have mass in the cave. It's a really beautiful event, you know, and, and it's Stella Maris looks down the hills to the north where you look into the uh, what is you can actually see now what is Lebanon, uh, not too far north from there. And uh, it is a um, it, it's just a beautiful experience because um, and then if you go down, of course, where, where, you know, Elijah, you know, took on the prophets of Baal. That's a really a beautiful. I always found that to be a real energizing thing as a um, as one who promotes Catholic thought. Uh, in the message of Fatima, because um, yeah, when, when he took on the prophets, okay, is, is people think that he very meekly went there and he made his his um, offering, and that his offering was accepted and theirs wasn't. No, no, no. See, it's timidity, I think, which is a little bit of our downfall today. You know, he wasn't anything but timid. He was mocking them, okay, right. <laughs> as their as their sacrifices were not being accepted. He was mocking them because he knew that he had the truth and it was proven when his sacrifice was not only taken up, but absorbed theirs. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and we have to be a little bit that way in this time when our faith is so terribly threatened mm -hmm. and questioned and attacked. Okay. Right. You know, uh, certainly there's a meekness and Christ mm -hmm. had a meekness. I don't mean to imply that that's, that that's good. On the, on the same thing, on the same token, is we have to stand up for our faith. We are the church militant. We are, you know, we have to fight for the rights of God. And if we're going to move ahead and help people find salvation through the Fatima message, we have to be strong about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was nothing, nothing about Elijah that was timid. He just, he went out and, uh, and you know. <laughs> well, and that's, that's something we're all facing today is fear and timidity, afraid to speak up for our faith. And, you know, right. he operated under the power of the God with full 
um, trust that he was going to show up that day. And seeing how he did show up was with this massive ball of fire coming out of the sky. And exactly, exactly. Somewhat remind you of the October 13th miracle of the sun when the very much sun came down. And there's yeah. a lot of uh, connection that our founder John Happer made with that. And he truly that, did that time yeah, he, in Mount Carmel. Yeah, he truly did. I mean, he saw he saw the the connection with the the devotion. I think that's probably what drew him to Fatima initially to to the devotion of Fatima, and I, I think um, uh, and so I I think it's really a very special day. So many of the people that are members throughout the country you now at the shrine in New Jersey, um, there's not many that come today, but in the past there's a very strong group of Carmelites that would be there, and some will be there uh, today uh, to be part of the the, the noon mass and the celebrations because. Uh, it's a big day. It's a big day, and it's such a connection to Fatima, you know. And they would they would not only uh, come to the mass, but a lot of these people have gotten old now and are not able to, but come to the mass and spend time in prayer uh, at the grave of our founder. Well, we have to take a break here for a moment, and when we come back, uh, let's continue on that conversation. Incredible True Story is now a powerful, uplifting motion picture event. Fatima, in 1917, the world needed hope when three children received a miracle. Who are you? I come from heaven. Fatima has now been endorsed by the Shrine of Fatima, featuring the original song Grazia Plena, performed by Andrea Bocelli. Fatima, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. In theaters nationwide, August 14th. So welcome back, and uh, uh, Dave Carollo here with uh, Barb Ernster. And uh, we are, um, of course, talking today because today is the is the um, anniversary, is is the feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And uh, again, as we said, it's a it's a feast that's very um, important and very very special uh, to the Blue Army, the World Apostle of Fatima, because our spirituality is very founded, very very rooted in uh, the Carmelite spirituality. And also, many of our members, uh, both at the level of clergy and laity. Are, are members of the Carmelite order, whether as, as priests and sisters or as uh, lay Carmelites. And so we do find a real uh, kindred spirit here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barb, you know, I, I think a lot about the, um, the we, we spoke about meditation and how meditation is, is obviously the key to any monastic type of life. And, um, but it's something that we're called to in the Fatima message, particularly when it comes to the first Saturday's devotion. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, um, in all the years I've been um, spiritually directed in the Carmelite way, my spiritual director is always trying to get me to spend 15 minutes a day in meditation and just quiet time. And that's how he, he or she will tell me you're going to learn God's will for you. It's how you're going to seek the Lord. It's how you're going to start to learn to listen to God. And it's something that's very difficult for people, especially in our busy world where we're constantly on our phones and our devices, but I have been trying for many years and oftentimes I do feel, even though the answers don't come at the exact moment, I do feel guided in a particular way, you know, later in the day or as the time goes on. And, and the first Saturday devotion that Our Lady asked for calls us also to do a 15 minute meditation on the first Saturday. And many people think that means when you pray the rosary on that morning that, or on that day, that that is your meditation. But she asks for us to spend an additional 15 minutes keeping her company while we're meditating on the mysteries of the rosary. And that's another way that we are drawn into this Carmelite spirituality. And I believe 15 minutes just keeps popping up 
in all these um, different devotions. And I, I believe that that's ample time for us to learn how to listen. And in the first Saturday devotion, what you're trying to do is become closer to Our Lady and get to know her intimately and get to know her son intimately through meditating on these scenes from his life. And so yeah. the devotion, of course, then calls you to, to wear the bronze scapular as well. And I know we didn't talk earlier about this, but one of the promises of the brown scapular is that whoever dies wearing the scapular shall not suffer the eternal fire. And that, that was something that Our Lady had told St. Simon Stock when she appeared to him and gave him the brown scapular. At first, right. it was a um, promise for all Carmelites, but I believe that the church has, over the years, granted that same promise to the lay people and, and yes, others. Yes, to laity also. Yeah. yeah, And I think that, of course, now people have criticized that in the past. Said, well, then you're saying it's a lucky charm that if you wear it, you're going to be sh sure to be safe. Well, you're not. Okay, yeah. But if you wear this brown scapular as a sign of a consecration that you are living, you know, then, yes, you will have the sufficient grace for salvation at the time of death. And I think that's what all, it's still your choice. We're still going to have to make that final choice. Right. And, and, that's, eternity. and that is a prayer we would ask our lady. You know, it's the same promise she gives us if we practice the first Saturday devotion. If we do five consecutive first Saturdays, she promises to be with us at the time of our death with all the graces necessary for salvation. So that same right. similar promise is there. Exactly. And yes. again, we have to, our hearts have to be into this. We have to want this. We have to desire this grace. But more than anything, we want to do all of these devotions and practices because we love our Lord and our Lady. We want to show that we are listening to them and that we we want to do what they ask us to do, but mainly that we're embracing this with our heart and not just looking to do five first Saturdays, oh, I got the promise and I'm done. So. Well, see, that's the thing, and I think that's the danger. I mean, I think that is a big thing of what separates us from our Protestant brethren, okay, is this idea that once saved, always saved. Well, no, I mean, that's just not realistic. There's still free will and right. people who are our, in the state of grace, which is our goal and we must always be, uh, can fall, fall away from it. It happens, sadly. And people who are, you know, that's why uh, I've had it said to me and, 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 and that, you know, if you make it to heaven, you're going to be surprised perhaps who's there and more surprised than maybe who's not. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, well, that's true. I mean, we don't, we don't know. We don't know. And the church has never made a proclamation about, you know, individuals being in heaven or hell. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that with, you know, obviously if somebody's a canonized saint, there, there's, there've been the miracles and things that have, you know, have, have brought uh, been proof of that. Mm -hmm. And, and they, the church does speak of individuals and their perdition. So I, I, I guess it's not, but they don't, yeah, but it's not something to dwell on. If people we know die, you know, we say, oh, he lived a horrible life. He's got to be in hell or he lived a, she or he, he or she lived a beautiful life. They have to be in heaven. Well, it is true that your, your end will almost certainly be how you live going along, at least, you know, in general, but there is not, you know, we, we don't know. I mean, there are people that, that I think do live good lives and possibly do turn another way as they get to death. And there are people who live dissolute lives and, and, and lives of, 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 you know, away from the church. And in the last minute, by an abundance of grace and prayer, they're saved, can be done. And of course, no one more so than, uh, uh, St. Dismas, the good thief. I mean, the man who they said who stole heaven, right? Yeah. <laughs> what a luck of the draw to be executed next to our Lord, you know? <laughs> and I think well, that's really, you know. Yeah, the reason he was saved is because he accepted him. and, and Because he, uh, he accepted humbly. him, exactly. He, he, the grace was given to him and he accepted it, you know. Mm -hmm. 
And so there, there is a, um, uh, there's a lot to be said for that. But that, but it is, but it does supposed to show you that where there is life, there is hope. And we have to always promote that, especially in this apostolate, because we're praying for the salvation of souls. We're praying to bring people uh, to salvation. This is what, um, you know, um, I mean, we just passed the 13th of of July. And of course, 13th of July is, is what is it? it was the anniversary of the apparition where they saw the vision of hell. Mm -hmm. So they were shown that there are choices and people who make bad choices. You see how it, how they end. Uh, and I think that actions have consequences. Mm -hmm. And and if you do an action, though, to, you know, to pray the rosary daily or whatever, to live a life of certain prayers, to wear, you know, the garment of the brown scapula, which is a sign of your consecration. And as I said, a sign of maybe your predestination, mm -hmm. you know, you are on the right road. And I think that's what we have to do. And we have to get people to do that as an apostolate. So, uh, so that's really the beauty of, of the Carmelite spirituality, which I think, uh, again, I find it to be very, very uh, structurally attached to our, our spirituality as uh, promoters of the message of Fatima. Well, and Sister Lucia herself was a Carmelite. She, she was a Carmelite, or, exactly. She the Carmelite order in 1948. She lived with the Carmel of Coimbra until she, she died in 2005. And I mean, she always desired that as well. I, she wanted to be a Carmelite from the beginning, and she only went to the Dorothean sisters because she was sent there by the bishop, Bishop of Fatima, who wanted her to go and be educated mm -hmm. and to be anonymous, too. There was a lot to it, of course. As, as we know in that beautiful book, The Pathway Under the Gaze of Mary, it lays out her life's history and how she progressed uh, first with the Dorotheans. And, uh, but, but yes, it is. But I, I, um, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, I think, is there for us. The fact that she appeared on October 17th, or excuse me, October 13th of 1917, um, is, is, is a great statement that, that Our Lady of Fatima wants us to promote the message of Fatima in light of the spirituality of Mount Carmel. Mm -hmm. and I, I believe the, the um, feast day falls on October 16th because of, that was the day that she apparently appeared to St. Simon Stock and gave him the brown on July 16th is July why we 16th. celebrate it here. Yeah. Right. We celebrate it here. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it comes from. Um, I, so I think that, um, but it, it is, again, it's a very beautiful uh, devotion. I was, I mean, I mean, the lives of the saints overall, I mean, they, they, but, you know, for, for, for we who, we as an apostle, we as primarily a lay apostolate, which we are a lay apostolate, um, the Carmelite spirituality works very well. I think it truly does. And that's why it's, it's been such a big part of our, our work. And so, and that's why our founder embraced it so strongly. Of course, coming out of a Carmelite uh, a monastery, uh, Sister Lucia obviously embraced it because she always wanted to be in the Carmel and that's where she spent most of her life. So, uh, well, and we so. can learn so much from Lucia. She was such a contemplative person, but she was, was. also very active in the world. Like, I know we have the Marthas and the Marys out there. I tend to be more of a Martha, right. but I do believe that, um, learning from the Carmelite way and even from the Fatima devotion, which draws you into deeper meditation and contemplation, you know, it does help bring out your, the Mary in you. And, and it just, it's just a great way to start to learn from a contemplative by spending that 15 minutes every day in, yes. in quiet meditation with the Lord and letting him lead you. Even if it starts with a scripture passage, I know it's difficult, but you know, eventually you get used to how the Lord is speaking to you through sure. the, quiet times and i think that's yeah. the, the purpose of yeah. these and i believe our lady would want that um yeah. 
And then I also like the, the fact that the brown scapular, it symbolizes her special protection and yes. calls all of those who wear the brown scapular to consecrate themselves in her special way. So you're, you're, when you're wearing the brown scapular, you're, you're saying to her, I, I want to follow your way. I want to imitate your virtues. I want to, I want to be how you were. And um, I think that's another, it's a good reminder, you know, to that what, what you promised our lady, what you want to be when you're wearing it. So it's, I know a lot of people don't even take it off when they're showering. I do. Right. Um, right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, and some people are uncomfortable wearing it, but um, especially in hot, yes. humid days. But I, I find it to be once you get used to it, it's it does, doesn't become. You don't even problem. know it's there. You really don't even. You don't think about it. So I think that's like like anything. But uh, it's right. That's right. And some do wear it all the time. And I mean, I re I first received this cap after my first communion in second grade. So I, mm -hmm. I, um, you know, and I'm not. I will not. I won't try to kid anybody. I didn't always live up to the promises made there by, but by the acceptance of the scapular, but I maybe believed that any perhaps grace that was merited early may have brought me back to where I needed to be at certain times in my life. And I think that's how we have to look at, you know, at sacramentals. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we have to, we have to, you know, look at what they are. And again, they're not lucky charms, what they are is a sign of a consecration or a devotion that we have. So, so anyway, I, I, I hope that this, uh, this podcast is helpful. I hope it, it is there anything else you want to add to this, Barb? No, I just want to add that our organization continues, like John Haffert, to do as much as we can to enroll people in the Brown Scapular, especially during our Pilgrim Virgin Statue Tours. That was something John right. very much was about before he even became part of this organization. And right. I, I really am pleased that when we go on our, our statue tours, we and even at our events at the shrine, we're always ready and willing to enroll people in the brown scapular. And many, Absolutely. many people are not exposed to that anymore in their own churches. Right. So it's a great effort on our part to continue that. And many people have come to join this um, devotion and wear the scapular because of this organization. That's correct. That's correct. Yep. That's our that's our mission. And we need to uh, and it's 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 to to get people to embrace the simple devotions like this yeah. the devotions that most people are introduced to at first communion at least were in our day and carry it through your life and even when you fall off sometimes of your you know fall off of your your prayer life fall off of living right even fall into sin you know you you know you have a road back because you you kind of you you have you have committed to something different mm -hmm. and our lady doesn't forget you she's there for you so and I just also want to mention that you can find uh, a variety of different scapulars at our, our, on our website at shopfatima.com. And I also highly recommend the book by John Hafford, Sign of Her Heart. It gives the whole history of Our Lady of Mount Carmel and Very the scapular good. devotion and how it's tied to Fatima. And we also have pamphlets on what the bronze scapular is about. So I encourage you to go to shopfatima.com and just Google, Google or search for scapulars. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thanks for being here tonight, Barb. It was great to uh, to 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 today, I should say, to be to uh, be speaking about Our Lady of Mount Carmel, a special devotion attached to Our Lady of Fatima. So, thank you, everyone, for joining us, and uh, God bless you.